TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, back here on WEI Late Night. I'm Mark Dondero with you until 1 a.m. after a huge Celtics win. I mean, ridiculous how they were able to storm back in the fourth quarter. Not exactly the path that I had in mind. Um... But it was, I mean, it was crazy. Absolutely crazy to see that unfold in Golden State. Now, I get, listen, this is what I've been saying the whole time. This is a different team, Golden State. This is not the same team that had won championships. Obviously, Kevin Durant's not there, so you take that level of talent off of the roster. There's going to be an adjustment. It's not going to be the same. But Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, I'm not saying they played bad. They, they were good. Otto Porter was, I mean, I, I, is he going to play a better game all series? I, I don't see that. I can't imagine that. So that's what I'm saying. If Otto Porter plays better than he does tonight at any point throughout this series, now I get he's been a thorn in the side of the Celtics before. If he plays better than he does tonight, I'll be surprised. And this is just a disaster on so many levels for the Warriors. Just on so many different levels. I mean, you start off at home losing. That's number one. So bad. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. I think we're going to be joined by Megan Ottolini in a couple, in like 20 minutes. Mego is out there. She was at game one. She's covering the series. She saw it. She felt it. I'm going to ask her what that, what that was like. To be in the building for that must have been a historic level of deflation that went on there. We'll ask Meg in about 20 minutes. Uh, we'll keep you posted. But to see how that unfolded at home, game one of the finals, hadn't lost at home, all playoffs. <laughs> Curry is cooking as much as he can cook in the first quarter. He's setting records for threes. And to let it get away from you the way that it did, I mean, I'm not going to say how do you bounce back from that. I'm not going to say that. It's the Warriors. They're, you know, but how do you, how do you handle that? How do you, how do you come to terms with that? How? I don't understand. I don't understand what Steve Kerr says. What do you say? Because again, the, the worst part is. You have Jason Tatum. I mean, the only answer, it seems, is, all right, we're going to let Jason Tatum get his. Now, I get, now teams do do that. We're going to let, you know, the star get his. 
We're just going to make sure nobody else, like everybody else, doesn't beat you. Well, fine. But I don't know. I still think the Celtics are at their best when Tatum is not just making the right play, but scoring himself. See game six in Milwaukee. You know, because he can still make the right play and make the right passes, and those guys have proven that they're ready to fill it up, to step up, whatever you want to say. And Tate, I mean, Tatum was not productive offensively from a scoring perspective all night. All night. It's not, it's not, oh, well, you know, there was that first quarter he was good, and then he, he disappeared. So you can at least contribute what, it, you know, you can say the first quarter at least helped the Celtics get off to a good start. and then every, No, he all night long, he was unproductive offensively from a scoring perspective. That is going to change. Three for 17 and one of five from three is just unacceptable for Jason Tatum. Again, he did a lot of other things well, but this guy is a superstar. This guy is a first-team All-NBA player. So no matter what else he does, the good, that has to be better. I mean, that should never happen. I get it does, but it shouldn't. Especially not in game one of the NBA Finals. You have to find a way to be more productive than that. And he will. That's why it's such a disaster for the Warriors. Disaster. And I had these Warriors people tweeting at me. Oh, that lead balloon when Steph Curry went to the bench. All right. I mean, 40, like 40 to 16. Now, I guess if I'm, you know, going by what's on the schedule here, the Celtics should get blown out in game two and play terribly. That's sort of what they've been doing. So I'm going to guess that that changes. Okay, because this felt a little different. This felt a little bit different. This felt a little bit different, and I'm going to guess that it changes. You know what this sort of reminds me of? The roller coaster ride we've been on. This is what it reminds me of. Thanks, man. Do you remember in 2008, and I know we're going way back. Do you remember in 2008, the Celtics, during the playoffs, they could not win on the road. It was really strange. First two rounds of the, of the, of the playoffs, they were playing at Atlanta. Lost three games in Atlanta, couldn't win on the road. At Cleveland, lost three games in Cleveland, couldn't win on the road. It was a thing. I mean, it became a thing. Then all of a sudden, they played the Pistons in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think they won game one, lost game two at TD Garden. Series tied one game apiece. They were going to have to win on the road. And guess what? I don't remember. I think game three, they won on the road. And then they clinched and won game six on the road to advance to the NBA Finals. And then all of a sudden, the road thing wasn't an issue anymore. They were winning on the road. They won in the road. Obviously, they had that huge comeback against the Lakers on the road. And they won that big game. And they, you know, won the championship in six games against the Lakers. I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens now. If they were, you know, they had been on this roller coaster ride, it was a good game and it was a bad game. And it was a great game, great win, and then it was disappointing when you had a chance to close them out at home and you couldn't. Or you had a chance to go up 2 1 at home or 3 2 at home and you couldn't. Game five against Milwaukee. Gonna go up 3 2 at home. You have the big Al Horford game in game four. You're bringing it back. You could go up 3 2 at home, take control of the series. 
Marcus Smart down the street, you know, doesn't get it done. I feel like it's going to change in this series. I said Celtics Joe was just six. saying that Boston's now minus 165 to win the NBA title after that win. Listen, now I don't know where they were getting the statistics from, but what was the ESPN one? Somebody said it was uh, 86% chance or something. that the Yeah, Celt- that was BPI from ESPN. They B- gave 86 to the Celtics. BPI. I don't know where they came up with that, but I picked them in six. You know, I, I did think they were going to – again, it's game one, but I know what this team has done – and now I have no idea how the Warriors are going to be able to respond to this level of adversity. Do you almost think, though, it's like better for this team to play on the road? Because they've played 10 times better on the road than they have at home. You so, know, they've said themselves they're road warriors. So th- that sort of goes into what I'm talking about. Like, I, I see what you're saying. They've been road warriors, and that is an attribute of a, of a championship-level team. But to my last point I just made, I wouldn't be surprised if they all of a sudden start... Like, I wouldn't be surprised... Let me just say this. Let's say this, right? This would not surprise me whatsoever. The Warriors win game two because they're a good team and they have a lot of heart and championship medal and experience and all that. And then the Celtics take three and four at the Garden. That, That would not surprise me at all. I might even predict it. Where the Celtics... Oh, you're right. Because in the other series... It's been up and down, and you can't trust them at home, and they've lost some big games outside of Game 7. They've lost some tough big games at home, honestly. You know, Game 5 against the Bucks, Game 3 against the Heat, Game 6 against the Heat. Those are big losses, big opportunities at home. I wouldn't be surprised if that now changes and they win both games against the Warriors at home. That would not surprise me at all. And I think they're going to do it, and I think – I'll probably predict it. I think they're going to lose. They'll probably lose game two. Wouldn't be surprised if they win. Nothing is out of the realm of possibility with this team. But, I I mean, I do have respect for the Warriors. It would not surprise me if they lose game two and then take the two in Boston and go up 3-1. You know, it's still tough. You'd still have to go out there and, you know, the game seven out there would be looming and it's tough to put down a team as we saw last series. But all of a sudden, it's, oh, we saw this. See, this is what I kept saying again. How many t- I said it after game six against the Heat. How many times am I going to read on Twitter that they blew an opportunity, a golden opportunity to do something good, and then they just bounce back and do it anyway? They well, can- when you look at the game one narratives, though, that you've seen, they uh, game one loss to Milwaukee and then the performance against Miami. So it's almost like the script was being written, but now – Tonight they flipped it by yeah. actually winning a game one. That's why it reminds me of that 08 run when they lost the game, when they lost at home, then started winning on the road, and everything changed. And they were essentially more dominant when they were able to do that. I don't know what's better. I, I'm trying to figure out what I enjoyed more: the big comeback tonight, the 17-0 run, and all that, or the buzzer beater in game one against the Nets when they when they when Tatum spun past Kyrie at the buzzer and won right at the end because that was awesome too. Uh, I get. I'm gonna take the run here because that was just so much more, so many more shots going down, so much more ridiculous and frankly improbable to have that level of production, 40 to 16 in the fourth quarter. No, nobody expected that. That's absolutely insane. Insane. Especially when Steph Curry started the game scoring 21 in the first quarter. You would have thought he would have put up 50 by the end of the fourth. Well, I figured he wasn't going to be on a pace for six threes a quarter. The Celtics are too good defensively. But I thought all night, I mean, overall, based on the first quarter and then even after that a little bit, 
you, you could argue the Celtics, and give credit to the Warriors, defensively, they could be better. Obviously. I mean, they, how many times did Curry get left open, especially in the first half? Wide open. Like, you could be better. Marcus Smart could be better defensively. The team as a whole could be better defensively, To you know, because Otto Porter, you know, still went four of five from three. You know, that can't happen again. Even though he was stunningly somehow minus 18. Oh, I love it. I love this. So, <laughs> the only guys for the Warriors who are in the plus category are three guys. I don't even know their first name. I don't even know how to pronounce N. Bajika. He was a plus three. Uh, Jay Toscano was a plus three. And M. Moody was a plus three. I don't know. That was all garbage time. I don't Keep know that any of mind. their first names. Right. That's it. That is a glorious thing to see, especially after the third quarter when all the Celtics were in the minus category. I'm not a stats guy, but, like, <laughs> I'd love for somebody to tell me how, like, if a game had changed that dramatically in any recent NBA playoff situation, 40 to 16, the Celtics down 12 entering the fourth, win the game by 12. A stunning turn of events and a stunning, I mean, I say stunning, I know I shouldn't, and nothing should surprise me with this Celtics team, but come on. The way they won that and the way they just took it from Golden State in the fourth, especially after how they ended the game in Miami. The game seven, just incredible with Tatum going three of 17 and one of five. Incredible. All right, let's go to break. We're going to get a trending. Um, we're going to talk to Mago. She is out in San Francisco. She saw game one. She was there. She felt it. And she'll have her reaction to everything that happened in game one as the Celtics go up 1-0 on the Warriors in the NBA Finals. This is WEI Late Night. I'm Mark Dundara. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. How proud were you of just the fight that you saw on your team tonight and considering they had never had finals experience before? I mean, the lack of nerves that they showed. Yeah, that's kind of who we've been all year. Uh, tough grinders, you know, resilient group. 
that we can always always know we can rely on our defense to kind of buckle down when needed. Um, you know, weren't like I said, weren't playing our best in the first quarter. Curry got loose, didn't score in the second quarter, and we held them to 22, got ourselves back in the game. They had another big third quarter due to some of our mistakes and a lack of physicality on our part, and then we can lock down again and play great in the fourth. And so we always rely on that and um, impressive against a really elite scoring team. All right, back here on WEI Late Night. I'm Mark Dundara with you until 1 a.m. after a huge Celtics Game 1 win out in the Bay. Uh, we're going to be joined by Mego. Megan Ottolini is out there. She'll join us in a moment here. Um, the Celtics, a stunning fourth quarter. They come back. They win. And they outscore the, the Warriors 40-16 to 16 in the fourth. Mego was there. And she's joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline. Mego is brought to you by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when the drains won't flow, and by Massimo Zanetti Coffee, where they champion every step of the coffee experience. Mego is joining us from San Francisco. Uh, Mego, how are you? Good evening. And, you know, what do you say, What am I supposed to say after 40-16 to 16 in the fourth quarter? What was your takeaway from that experience that you witnessed? Uh, it was crazy. It was, um, you know, there was a point, I think, in the third quarter when they were down 15, and then even in the fourth quarter, uh, the Celtics were down 10, and it really felt like they were out of it. It felt like this moment where the Warriors had pulled away and they just couldn't compete with the three-pointers that they were making, and then the Warriors just kind of started giving up the perimeter offense to Boston, and that's when Al Horford really took off. Was there a turn, a specific turning point that you can identify? Obviously, the Celtics were de- they cut it. They were down fifteen. They were down twelve at the beginning of the fourth quarter. But I didn't know if there was something being there. If there was a specific turning point you identified that really shaped the fourth quarter and what it was going to be for the Celtics. Yeah, you know, I think midway through the fourth, there was a point where Curry sat, and uh, I mean, even at the very beginning, there was a three from. Derek White that cut it to five and it felt like okay this might be in reach it had been going up and down the lead that the Warriors had had the whole game and then really when Al sank those back-to-back three-pointers and then he had another jumper it just it felt like it was you know just off to the races at that point. Megan Adelaide joining us from San Francisco she just saw uh, a historic game one fourth quarter performance by the Celtics um, you, you just brought up Curry Mago. What was um, Curry's demeanor? I thought he showed a little bit of frustration. Obviously, there was the hot start. The building must have been rocking. What was his demeanor like as the game progressed? Was he, did he get a little frustrated? Was he showing some emotion towards the officials? And did he sort of lose what he had going early in the game? Yeah, you know, I think that the, uh, the Warriors overall were not thrilled with the officiating. Obviously, Draymond fouled out of the game, and Curry had – his third uh, pretty – he picked up his third foul pretty early. So, um, I I mean, that, that was kind of to be expected, knowing that the Celtics' game plan coming into this was going to be to get physical with them. Uh, and, you know, the, the Warriors are the undersized team, so I think that they were trying to combat with that in the, some of the same way that the uh, Celtics did with the heat and the physicality. And some of that just turns into head games, you know, with their frustration. So – I, I think clearly that Curry, especially after starting so hot with 21 in the first quarter, that that, that kind of started to get into a head game for him. I mean, you have to think that was as good as he's going to play for a stretch. Obviously, he's going to have better games. He could have better games. But he shot 50% from the field, 50% from three. 
uh, that's pretty good. If you're you know looking for a Steph Curry, everybody's been talking about the perspective. Could he be the MVP? He's never won the finals MVP. He was well on his way until they blew it in the fourth. Um, a guy that was not as good from the field offensively, scoring-wise, was Jason Tatum for the Celtics. Now, obviously, they were able to overcome it, and he made some nice plays. I'm interested in your take, Mego, on not just Jason Tatum's performance, but his overall mentality in this game and ultimately how he performed as the Celtics' best player. Yeah, you know, I think it was a complicated one. Both him and Jalen had a really rough start. Um, I, it looked immediately out of the gate like the Warriors had done their homework and done a lot of uh, tape study because they were jumping both of their passes, jumping Jalen every time he was ball handling. We know he's been weak with the handle. But with Tatum, uh, it was just a rotten shooting night for him. There was one point in the in the second half when they just left him wide open for a three-pointer, and he just clanked it. He just bricked it. And it, you could tell that they just that the Warriors didn't have a ton of respect for that, you know, yep. given how they were shooting through the first three quarters, everybody on the Warriors. Uh, but to Tatum's credit, uh, he's really taken a different step in his game over the last year, and he finished the game with 13 assists. And I think being, you know, having the pressure on him, he allowed Jalen to run away with it a little bit towards the end of the third quarter and take over a little bit. And then he turned into a really good distributor uh, when they went on that 20 to two run that really fueled them through that fourth quarter. So I, you know, he's going to catch a lot of flack for how poorly he shot, but there have been nights when we've seen him shoot that poorly and not produce in other ways. And so I don't think this was that kind of performance. You know, he it's, at least he was taking shots. He wasn't making the shots. Like you said, he was open for a couple and, and clanging them. Not good. But you'd have to think that he's going to have a better performance than he did tonight. Um, I, I It's hard to say that Al Horford and Derek White are going to be better than they were tonight. What can you say and how do you put what they did tonight into perspective having been there? I'm, I'm sorry. Can you restart that? It's just a little crazy out in San Francisco. No, no, no. Understandable. Uh, I was just asking about Derek White and Al Horford and how you put yeah. what they did into perspective having been there and seeing it. Yeah. I, Al Horford, to me, you know, Derek White has been great since since he became a father. Uh, I don't – he has some kind of dad strength now coming <laughs> out of that. But uh, Al Horford absolutely – has been, he's been, you know, irreplaceable. He's been indispensable through this whole playoffs run. And tonight, he, I thought that he was going to be a big factor going into the game because I wasn't sure about Rob Williams' health. And the thing that was propelling, you know, the pace of play and the dominance by the Warriors through those first three quarters was really how, how present they were on the board. I mean, they were just picking up it felt like every other rebound and they were out rebounding the Celtics tremendously. And so I think Al has been really fast on the boards at times. He's been really proactive and then combining that with them, just leaving him open to shoot at the perimeter, which I still don't understand why, why they, you know, didn't learn their lesson from watching some other teams that if you leave, you know, most guys on the Celtics team open and you just let them keep shooting, eventually it's going to fall. And it did. Um, so, you, you know, for some guys, you would say that you wouldn't expect that to be repeated. But with Al, we've seen we've seen a couple Al Horford games through these playoffs. So I wouldn't be surprised to see another one in these finals. You uh, can tell he really wants it. Oh, yeah. And, and last one for me, Megan, I'll let you go. What do you expect 
out of the Celtics in game two. Obviously, it's been a roller coaster ride. They haven't always followed up a good win with a good performance. Do you expect that to change in San Francisco for game two? Uh, I don't. I, I don't expect this to be comparable to the roller coaster that we saw with the Miami Heat. Uh, one notable change I think I would hope to see from them would be how they handle Curry. Um, they they were really, you know, in that first quarter, and they got better in the second quarter, but it reared its head a little bit again. They were struggling with their perimeter defense. Uh, and when Curry had the ball, there was one point where Marcus Smart got, like, completely blindsided by a pick from Looney. Um, and so I think that they just – that team defense that has been their core identity, they're going to need to lean on that against this team because, you know, the, to, to their credit, the Warriors also started missing some shots in that for fourth quarter, and things could have stopped with that run, uh, you know, if they hadn't – if it had gone on a little bit longer. So I think for the Celtics, hopefully they've learned their lesson that it needs to be heads up and communicative – team defense and also just get on those boards yeah they got to be better against curry especially early in the games to not let him get going megan Ottolini out in san francisco covering the finals for us at weei she'll be live with merloni and fourier from the bay friday and monday from two to six uh megan joining us on the harbor one hotline megan thanks so much for the time stay safe out there Hey, thank you. Have a great night. All right. Megan was brought to you by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when the drains won't flow, and by Massimo Zanetti Coffee, where they champion every step of the coffee experience. That was an experience in game one in San Francisco. And what the Celtics did, you know, I wonder as, you know, just thinking about it, we'll see where this series goes. Again, game one, not going to get ahead of myself. I wonder if after the series, though, I wonder if we look back and say that's where they won the championship, right there, game one. I, I, I mean, I expect the Warriors to put up a fight. I don't think they're going to roll over or something like that. But, I, you know, when you look at it, if they win in six, if they go up 3-1, like, if it, like I just said, if it plays out the way I just alluded to, you know, up, th- up 1-0, tied 1-1, up 3-1 because they take care of business at home, if at that point, I mean, with the way they've played, I don't see them blowing three straight games. If they do that and win in six, I would probably go back and say, yeah, it was probably game one where that series turned. You know? I can't even remember the last time they lost back-to-back games. Back-to-back I mean, they're 6-0 and after, after a loss in the playoffs. So right. it, it's hard to say that, you know, it would be a historic collapse if they lose that three straight. Oh, it would be beyond historic. Um I, I was it no, it's not March, is it? I want to say it's March. I, I'm gonna check that right now. I, I want to say, and I could be wrong. I, I'm just throwing that. I I want to say that it's going. You have to go back to March to find when they've last lost back to back games. March 28th and 30th, they lost at Toronto when I think they were severely undermanned. Yeah, that was the COVID situation, and then they lost. At home to Miami. That's the last time they lost back-to-back games, March 28th and 30th. It is now June 3rd. Like, I, I don't see them losing three games in a row. You could argue that this is maybe the greatest run. If if they win it all, it could be the greatest run over the last couple of months that any champion has ever had. So it's funny you bring that up, Joe. I went back and looked at this because I was interested in that. Um, the Raptors run. Check that. I, the, obviously, the Heat, the Suns didn't win it. 
They had an, an interesting you know, they beat the Lakers. That was similar to the Celtics beating the Nets last year in the first round. They didn't win it, though. I think, and I got to do more digging, I think you're right. I think it would be as impressive. I mean, the only thing they're missing, not that they had any room, is LeBron. Like, if they could have somehow gone through, like if LeBron was on the heat, then that would have been as impressive as it gets. But when you talk about Durant and Irving, you know, Durant, some people call him the best player in the world. The rest who don't call Irving, I check that, Giannis the best player in the world. They go through the Bucs, the defending champs. Then everybody loves the Miami Heat. They go through the gritty one seed, the heat culture, all that crap. And then if you top it off with the Warriors and the team of the decade, the last 10 years, that that is as impressive as you will find, especially for a 24-year-old who's leading this team. As impressive as you will find. Now, if the Celtics win, I don't really care who wins MVP. I'm like you know, greedy about Jason Tatum's legacy, so ideally I'd like to see him win it. That was not an MVP performance tonight. Uh, but I, I also don't think Al Horford is going to win finals MVP. Maybe. I don't know. I think but, right now front runner is Jalen Brown because you're not giving it to Horford. You're not giving it to Tatum right now. But we saw in 08 um, Ray Allen tripped up in, I think, a game or two, and that opened the door for Paul Pierce to win the MVP. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, but see, Ray Allen is different than Al Horford and Derek White. Like, every night I need Ray Allen hitting threes. I'll never forgive Ray Allen for, I think it was 2010, he was awesome in one game. The next game, he went like 0 for 9 from 3. I'll never forgive him. Like, that was unacceptable when you're Ray Allen. If you're Al Horford, that's acceptable. Like, that's going to ha- Like, he's not going to play as well for or shoot as well as he did tonight from 3. It's not going to happen. But Al Horford, coming through the way he did, you have to be concerned. I mean, he's a guy now twice who has had a significant role a starring role in winning you a playoff road game. That's a thing. You know, White is doing it. Horford is doing it. And let's not um let's let's not forget about uh Marcus Smart either. Smart did play well. I mean, I know he was overshadowed because what's his name? Derek White was insane, unconscious. But Smart, four of seven from three. Like I haven't even brought him up. And those two back-to-back in the fourth that and really he hit the, big, that the daggers. He hit basically the daggers. Four of seven from three, seven eleven from the field, 18 points. That's an awesome Marcus Smart game. Awesome. I'd like to see him with a little bit more than four assists, but Jason Tatum had 13 assists. See, that, that, that's still, look, they won. They won game seven. I guess maybe it's working. I just like I'm never going to be comfortable though until what's his name can score a little bit more efficiently. That's Jason Tatum. That's what's his name. Like that, I need him to score a little bit more efficiently. I still think the Celtics are at their best. They're still good. Like case in point tonight, they're good when they're doing this, but at their best, they're at their best when Tatum is scoring. That's when they're at their best, and that's different. And I'm going to assume to beat this team in a series, you got to be at your best. The question is, though, is like if Tatum's having this kind of game, like how long can you rely on it until you get to the point of okay, Jason, it's time to score? Because we've he's evolved his game as a passer, but he's got to at some point get back as a scorer. How long can they ride him as a passer? That's what I'm saying. Well, they've done it for two games. I, I don't think. 
they can win the series doing that. Like, I think they're going to need him to be the man at some points. They're going to have to. I I just don't see that. I I don't see them being able to avoid Tatum playing elite-level offense and them still winning the game, winning the series. What he should do, he should uh, put on that fit that he's wearing right now at the press conference on the court, and then they'll get distracted. Yeah. All the Warriors will get distracted by that jacket. Whatever, you know, get a ride with that jacket, fine. Career high in assists. Like, okay. You know, I'm just, you know, if he could come through, like Kobe used to do this. Kobe used to... See, I guess here's my problem. Kobe used to facilitate early in games and try to get his guys going, knowing that if he had to go off, he could. Tatum might be doing something similar, which is fine, but then they went down by 15 in the third quarter. So in that situation, look, credit to their defense. And again, I can't say anything because they storm back, but... I would have felt more comfortable if when they went down 15, if they stormed back because Jason Tatum went off offensively. Like, that's where I feel more comfortable. You know, he never did that. Now, credit to them. I'm wrong. I was wrong. They proved me wrong for tonight. And they proved me wrong, honestly, in game seven. Like, I I didn't think without Tatum taking over, at least for a little bit, they were going to be able to win that game. But they did. Maybe they'll be able to ride it. I'm not betting on that. I'm betting on the Celtics, but I'm not betting on being carried, you know, Al Horford 26 and... Jalen Brown at 24. Listen, one, two, three. I am not. I will never be comfortable with Jason Tatum being the fifth leading scorer in a game in the NBA Finals for the Boston Celtics. That will never make me comfortable. Never make me comfortable. That... You got to find a way to, I get, contribute a little bit more. Smart had a three with 144. And then I think he had another three a little bit later. I mean, Smart was a big reason why they were able to administer the dagger there down the stretch. Horford was awesome. Horford was awesome. Horford was awesome. Would have liked him if he could have grabbed a couple more rebounds for me, that would have been ideal. But he was awesome overall, and I can't I can't complain. How much for Horford would you say is like their motivation now that he's in the finals? For the I, very I first hope time? It, I hope it's a ton. I mean, anything you could, anything that's there to use as motivation, use it. Horford is there, use it. I mean, that's the that's the one of the benefits of having a veteran and a guy that hasn't been there and has all these years in the league and has done so much for your team. Um, th- you know, that's what you need. Whatever you can tap into to get your mind right, to be ready to go, you got to do it. Now, I got to think, Jason Tatum, it'll be fascinating in game two to see what they do because it's the second straight huge game they've won with him basically being Jason Kidd. I, I'm, I wonder, you see, if the problem would have been if the shots dried up for, for Horford and White, they would have been screwed. Like, that's why I need to see Jason Tatum get going. I, I'm not going to be comfortable until I see that. Now, he still had the second most shots on the team. So that makes me feel a little better, you know? 
That makes me feel better. That he had the, I mean, obviously he didn't make them. That doesn't make me feel good. But he at least took the second highest shot shot percentage on the team. Um, So at least he was shooting. But it didn't feel like that. Not with the way the other guys were scoring and not with the way Jason Tatum was just not good. Clanging ball after ball after shot after shot. Just come on now. And I expect I fully expect that to change. I fully expect him to turn it around and to be able to find a way to produce offensively as a scorer as they go forward. Because I don't I mean the good thing is I don't know where you turn if you're the Warriors. You still don't want Tatum to go off. But I don't know. You have to account for Al Horford a little bit. What I the 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 person I would go towards, honestly, you have to really watch White. I think White Horford, I would be a little bit more confident. In the with the idea that he is not going to have a game anywhere close to this in game two as a shooter. White, I'm not so sure. He's been doing it now for like Megan said since he's been a father. Like that's happened multiple games going back to the Heat's here. He has been coming through as a shooter offensively. I I I'm gonna have to give him attention. He has to get attention from the from the Warriors, and I don't know what you're because. Again, Tatum is going to find it at some point. And, and, I mean, for crying out loud, you know, Pritchard hit two shots. We didn't, Grant Williams did nothing. Once again, and that guy's been huge all year. He had a better, uh, at one point late in the season, Grant Williams had a better three-point percentage than Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. I think he was riding like a 50-40-90 stat line at one point. He had no points tonight, Grant Williams. No points. 0 for 1 from 3. Like, especially you would think at home, that's going to change too. Now, maybe he's kind of come back to earth and, you know, it's it's midnight, Cinderella, whatever. He is going to, he's going to, at home, you'd think, based on what he's done all year, not be shut out for this whole series. So that's another guy you're going to have to assume at some point is going to awaken. And it didn't happen for Tatum tonight. It certainly didn't happen for Williams. Hasn't happened for Williams in a bunch of games. So he, he's he got to figure it out. Hopefully the home cooking will figure it out. You know, get him back, get him into the corner, twinkle toes, and shoot some threes and make some threes. All right. You got to take one more break here. When we get back, we'll put a bow on this. What a historic comeback for the Boston Celtics. This is Mark Dondero, WEI Late Night. Brown on the baseline, Horford inside, counted and won. You might want to mark this down and call the medical examiner because this one might be over with that bucket. Back here on WEI Late Night. <laughs> Pat Bev is on with Scott Van Pelt. I wish I could hear what he's saying. I, nobody knows what, you're not going to know what to say. These people, these Warriors people, uh, honks, whatever. Uh, after the game, Draymond Green, he pointed out that uh, Marcus Smart, Al Horford, and Derek White were uncommonly hot from deep. 15 for 23 from those guys? Eh, we'll be all right, said Green. See, the problem is, though, what I just said. You know, Jason Tatum was 3 for 17. That's not going to happen again. Grant Williams, who's been a reliable bench scorer all year, and a 3 and D guy gave you nothing. You know? 
And Derek White has done it over and over again. So he might not go five for eight from three, but he might go three for eight from three. He might go four for I don't know. I mean, he's gonna he's been producing consistently from three. That is interesting though to talk about the Golden State side. So uh, that Draymond was talking about, like, is there any panic? Do you think in their eyes, like after game one? Because I think they're just gonna reset, and as you said, they're gonna come out on fire. But you know, there's like maybe an uneasy feeling in San Francisco and Chase Center that like they had game one in the bags, and sure enough, they blew it open. But I think in that locker room, there might be a little bit of panic in there. Well, uh, it's a good question. Draymond Green's not panicking. Should there be panic in Golden State? Yeah. Okay. They lost game one on a night that Curry shot 50% from three and set a record for three-pointers in the first quarter. They lost game one, okay, when that happened. Now they're down 1-0 to a team that has exhibited elite mental toughness throughout the entire playoffs. Okay, and in game two, they face a must-win because the Boston Celtics They haven't lost back-to-back games since March. It's June 3rd. So if you get into a big hole just by playing the stats, you're going to lose. Because even if you start winning, well, the Celtics, they don't lose off of losses. So then, you know, it doesn't really add up in your favor if you think you're going to win three straight, two straight to get back in a series. Because it hasn't happened against the Celtics all postseason. So, yeah, they should feel a little heat. They should feel some pressure. And they should feel like crap that you let this game get away. I thought it would be a disaster if they lost game one. It's an even bigger disaster the way they lost game one, with Curry shooting 12 of 24 or 12 of 25 from the field and 50% from three. And not just that, the way it happened, the avalanche of threes in the first quarter, the fact that you couldn't put the Celtics away with Jason Tatum not shooting the ball well in the first quarter. That is a bad, bad situation for the Warriors to be in. And when you factor in all the intangibles that the Celtics have exhibited throughout the playoffs and now that they have home court advantage, oh, you better be worried if you're Golden State. Not even a question. I think another thing, too, to think about, like, if they win game two, you might have to start thinking about sweep time for the Celtics. Like, if they if they win oh, both ha- in Golden State, oh, coming yeah. back to the Garden, whoo! That's what I'm it's saying. Difficult. Oh, 100%. It's over if they – I mean, the series is – the series is over if the Celtics win game two. Over. I mean, you got to – I mean, tr- they should go into it treating it like it's a game seven. Like, the winner, take all. Now, obviously, that doesn't mean that the Warriors are going to win if they win game two. If the Celtics win game two, the series is over. It, it will be over. Like, it would take – his. A beyond historical collapse for them not to finish it off. It just wouldn't happen. Um, it wouldn't happen. Because then all you have to do is win one of two at home to be completely in control of the series. Just one of two. You, I mean, I know they haven't played well at home, but the Celtics haven't lost back-to-back games since, like I just said, March. Are they going to all of a sudden lose two straight at home? Like, I I thought, and I said this, the only way for the Warriors to win this series, the only way, was to shoot it lights out. Like, if all their guys were making threes, then, okay, maybe you'd have something and the Warriors would be able to win this series because I thought Boston had the advantage. 
They shot 42% from three tonight. That's pretty damn good. Now, uh, the only guy that really didn't have it going from three was Jordan Poole. Wiggins was two for seven, not great. But Curry was overwhelmingly good, and Klay Thompson was three of seven, and you shot 42%. And Otto Porter, you got four of five. You weren't expecting that. So he made up for a little of what you didn't get from Poole and from Wiggins. And even Andre Iguodala hit a three. He was one of one. So 42% is about where you're going to be from three. Now, maybe there'll be a game where you're a little bit better. But overall, you better be nervous if you're the Warriors. That is a disaster that you lost that game with the way Curry is. And that's why I want Tatum to get going, Joe. Because I feel like, and maybe this flies in the face of my mentality, but when your best player is going, that's the first step into really getting into a rhythm and really having the team play at their best. I guess I'm wrong because the Warriors couldn't finish it off and the Celtics won with Tatum going 3 of 17. Tatum is going to be better. The Celtics will be better and play better defense on Curry. And they're in control of the series, and I feel great. All right, thanks for your help, Ethan, Joe. Game two, baby, Sunday, 8.30 or 8. We'll see you there. I'm Mark Dundare. Have a good night. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.